Hey everyone and welcome to episode 29 of the Audience Please podcast with me, your host Adam and a belated Happy New Year to everyone listening and welcome to 2021 and a new year for the podcast. Thanks to everyone that uh, supported the podcast last year, um, had some really good guests on and I'm hoping this year we have equally as good quality guests on and Uh, Hopefully we'll have some excellent music out this year as well. Even though 2020 was particularly crap for everyone, um, music was ridiculous last year. Uh, If you listen to uh, the end of year podcast I did with uh, my better half, Laura, um, we talked through some of my top albums for the year. um, And that was just a small portion of what I enjoyed. Um, I posted up the top 50 that I enjoyed last year of EPs and albums and there was just so much music um, and there was even more that I probably missed out on. So yeah talking about releases in 2021 one of the first bands to release new material this year is Bristol Noise Trio Memory of Elephants and it was absolutely superb to get them on the podcast properly uh, and finally because we'd actually recorded an episode last year just before lockdown um, but because with everything going on and, um, yeah, it, basically what we talked about probably wasn't relevant when lockdown happened, um, we decided to scrap it. So, yeah, it felt right to get Ben, Toby and Sam on as my first guests this year and talk about their new EP, Dark Flannel, which just came out on Friday. And it's a step in, a step in a different direction musically, uh, a step away from their jazz-infused math rock that they're better known for so we talk obviously talk around the the three tracks on the ep um, what the influences were and why the step in a slightly different direction for them and of course we talk about their top gigs played and been to and unsurprisingly uh, from these three lads they came out with some absolutely brilliant stories so i really hope you enjoy them and they put a smile on your face when you're listening to this Uh, If you're new to the podcast this year, make sure you follow on all the socials and wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Podbean or wherever you are listening to them um, to keep updates on the incoming socials. Hopefully um, we're going to be more regular with podcast episodes this year. I've already got some recorded and in the bank, so um, I'm hoping to put one out at least every two weeks um, if all goes well. Obviously last year. Uh, there was some disruption due to lockdown and bands cancelling tour, so there was gaps at times in my schedule last year, but um, been a bit more organised this year, so hopefully we'll have one out at least every two weeks um, at this rate, but we will see. So anyway, back to the podcast. I ho- really hope you enjoy this interview with the guys. I really, really did. Um, I had a smile on my face most of the time, um, and I will catch you next time. Boy. Hey guys, how are you doing on this? Uh, well, it's just got sunshine here, but it was pissing down earlier. But how are you guys doing on this fine Friday? Not yeah. bad, mate. Very good. Very Thank well. You. Very well. Very good. Good. Good to hear. Um, your new EP's out today, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, this podcast will be going out on Monday, so it'll be a couple of days, just a couple of days after we've recorded this. Um, but before we dive into your fantastic new EP, um, I just wanted to ask how you guys been coping during lockdown? Um, has there been any sort of things that have been helping you to cope? Any music that you've been digging recently? Um, Sam, we'll start off with you, mate. Uh, well, I um, am apparently a frontline worker working in burgers. Um, <laughs> so I've been working throughout, but I've needless to say, kind of channeled my frustrations into some of the heavier, angrier stuff um, in a kind of, I feel like 
I'm rebelling by listening to the music that everyone else is listening to kind of way, you know, the standard way. Um, So yeah, massively slamming Meshuggah and Mastodon because of they're just all you really need in your life. Riffs and rhythms. Two hours. Um, Oh, and there's a massive shanty revival going on, which, which the fucking 12 year old, the 12 year old (laughs) folky at heart is kind of like, I've been listening to shanties for 15 years. But um, yeah, so that's kind of, Got me into my work songs again. Uh, yeah, I, um, I've I've had the heavy temptation to do a sea shanty. I've been trying to recruit people. Like um, I was chatting to uh, Liam from Hidden Mothers, and I was like, "Do you fancy doing a sea shanty?" And he's like, mm, "Maybe," but yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a dark hole to 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 dive down. So yes maybe not. Me. <laughs> yeah, crap, well, shanties with blast beats or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, ben, uh, what's been keeping you going other than your cat? I can see in, in the background there, just perching. <laughs> She's up there. She's up there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar to Sam. Um, I've been a frontline worker designing kitchens for the Swedish company that's IKEA. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's all still happening. People apparently still need. Uh, brand new kitchens in these in these times so so yeah i've been doing yeah full-on just working 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 keeping busy and uh yeah generally listening to some fucking cool music been getting on the like heavier side for sure over the last kind of year bands like dope body bands like coil guns easy prey just like real nasty hardcore riffy awesome yeah shouty angry basically what 2020 has been to everyone 2021 <laughs> seems to be uh, carrying on eh? so yeah yeah, yeah it's been good good to hear toby what about you mate uh well i work in a music venue called the fleece so i am <laughs> yeah. still doing nothing with my life at the moment um which kind of sucks but there's a lot of time for music which is good mm. um same as the other boys listening to a lot of heavy stuff um, slamming power trip a lot at the moment. Nice. They are getting me. Uh, yeah, just lots of angry stuff. Really playing, playing lots of guitar in my room, and started delving into the Mars Volta riffs quite a lot. So that's nice. taken up a lot of my time. Um, yeah, really. Uh, just, just keeping on, keeping on. You know how it is. And yeah, being definitely. the glue that's keeping this semblance of a band together with all your uh, <laughs> organising and writing. Well. <laughs> Spear um, rest. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's good to hear you guys are, are keeping all good though. Um, so um, yeah, it's great to have you guys on. Listeners won't know we actually <clears throat> recorded an episode last year um, just before lockdown um, that we had to scrap because it kind of was not relevant <laughs> after that. Um, so yeah, um, but it's great to have you back. And we wanted to talk a bit around your new EP, Dark Flannel. Um, I've had it obviously for a couple of weeks now. Uh, wrote a review up for it um yeah and like i said it's fantastic guys but yeah we wanted to talk through um Thanks. track track by track and sort of the influences and uh, behind each track because they are they do vary quite a bit um so i suppose we'll open it up to you toby um dark lunch what a luscious opening track that is it has <laughs> feedback opening up the ep which sets you up perfectly um and then goes into well i wrote like just a dirty metally kind of riff um that just repeats over and over so yeah what was the inspiration behind dark lunch man um oh, i don't know well basically uh, like like i just said i'm a massive uh mars Volta fan uh i've been delving into their riffs or to omar's riffs quite a bit over the past year um i've always been a huge fan of he's just got this certain style of playing where it's like super dissonant, super groovy, lots of open notes and stuff. Um, I've always just been a bit like in awe of it. I've always wanted to write a song that sounds like, you know, like like Omar kind of had a go. So that was like my attempt really at uh, an Omar riff. Nice. But it was more like, uh, what if, like, oh, see, I've been listening to a lot of like Drive Like Jehu and stuff as well, or like the noisier post-hardcore stuff. So I was like, what if, Drive like Jehu, or say like every time I die, try to write a Mars Welter song. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was kind of the objective with it. Um, and yeah, it just sort of turned out like that, really. Um, just madness. It's cool. 
it's a it's a very very fun song to play. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about what about you, Sam and Ben? Um, what were your what were your thoughts when you were putting that track together? What were some of your drivers behind the riff riff? Well, it's kind of back is. up what what Tobe said. Um, I am an absolutely unashamed John Theodore super fan. I think he's the best. Yeah. The best thing that's ever happened, and the best thing that will ever happen. Uh, <laughs> and so I tend to try and approach not all the time, but I tend to try and approach a lot of what I'm playing, um, regardless of the kind of sonic element to it, to follow a lot of what the riff or the bassline follows, just because it gives everyone something to to latch onto, you know. Um, and I think you can do some really fun things with it. And so uh yeah i just kind of tried to follow some of the some of the kind of the the way the melody kind of follows and stuff and keeping it groovy whilst also being off kilter um yeah so yeah i definitely kind of tend to latch onto a bit of the melody line and kind of follow it from there yeah i did yeah yeah, you mentioned it off kilter um i yeah funnily enough that's something i wrote in my review about the next track out of flannel i think um your drum beat and it's, it's interesting you mentioned John Theodore because it's it's kind of like very frantic but controlled at the same time uh his his what? drumming yeah yeah mm. um but yeah it's it yeah that, that's the best way I can describe it is off kilter frantic and on Contr- the beat as well. chaos. Yeah, yeah exactly controlled <laughs> chaos exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. like a really yeah. fun scream yeah <laughs> keeping it they're still keeping it refined and direct and focused, you know. There's this chaos going around it, but it's still very much just a direct. This is the riff. Enjoy the riff. Do whatever you want to the riff. You know, what I mean, it's it's one of, it's one of those. Um, mm. You know, I think we've come from a place where it's like very open and spacious and stuff like that, and it just feels like, especially this EP, it's just kind of tunneling in on a certain direction. Um, of just yeah, of just kind of monstrous riffs, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So what was yeah, what was what was the decision to sort of move away from that sound on beach balling? Because um, like you say, it's it is a very much more direct EP. It's simpler ideas, whilst beach balling was a very math. It was very typical math rock, I would say, and not typical in a bad way. But um, it's very the way those songs are structured, there would be essentially three or four very different ideas um, joined together to create each song, whilst this is very much like the opening song. It's one idea, it's one riff, and there's only one other really different riff in that song. Um, what was the decision to go more direct on this EP, Toby? Um, I think it's... I, I've been listening past year, basically, all the songs that we write are directly influenced by what I'm listening to at the moment. And okay. The usual <laughs> songwriting process for me is get obsessed by a band or an album, really wish I was in that band, <laughs> and then just go, fuck it, I'm going to try and write a song like them, yeah. uh, but put my own spin on it. So I've been listening to a lot of like, a lot of hardcore, um, a lot of punk as well, like, like the, sort of the newer wave. Uh, to like Drug Church and Gouge Away, uh, Single Mothers, Met, kind of stuff like that, um, where it's more, it's more like songs instead of mm. pieces of music. I feel like we've always written pieces of music or like tracks instead of songs. Yeah. Like you said, it's always been like three or four different ideas that are just kind of linked together. It doesn't really, nothing ever repeats, nothing ever, you know, we never come back to riffs or anything, but just listen to a lot of songs and like a lot of pop punk as well. And just going like, shit, man, like this is a tried and tested formula. Yeah. Maybe we should give it a go. <laughs> um, that's what I was doing. You know, just like treating sections as verses or choruses. I know there's no vocals on it. So you can't really call it that, but you know, like this section is the chorus. Let's come back to that. Let's have a double chorus at the end and all this. And yeah, yeah, just a lot you- more like pop, pop mentality behind it, I suppose. Yeah, but you say you say there isn't verses and choruses. Like going back to that riff um, again, something I wrote in my review for Birth Cake for Breakfast was that's the kind of riff that when you, anyone hears. But I said like when you're a kid and you hear that riff and you, you get obsessed with that riff and you sit and you play it on your guitar for hours until you get it yeah. perfect because it just lodges in your mind. That's what that it hits it, it, exactly what you said. It's a riff that you want to make a song out of 
rather than yeah, just have yeah. all these different ideas floating about. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a uh, yeah. Instead of I don't know, maybe it's a bit of laziness as well. At the same time, <laughs> you know, before it's like right, I've got this riff. What can what can I morph it into? What can I like? How can I take this in a different direction? Whereas now it's a bit like, uh, maybe it's a bit of laziness and like, I can't really be asked to explore that anymore. So we'll just repeat it a few <laughs> times. <laughs> I think we're just getting older and just like less bothered to do stuff. But <laughs> I mean, everyone loves a riff coming back slower. Like, well, no, but, one, no one has heard it. <laughs> yeah, oh, be down for life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting from the next uh, full length is full of beatdowns. If there's not at least five decent beatdowns, yeah. I'll be disappointed. Two stepping, two stepping <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Make sure you got arms swinging, windmilling. <laughs> oh, mate, Just that's that's exactly that's exactly what I want to hear. And talking of win, <laughs> uh, windmilling and everything, the next track, Utter Flannel. Um, again, I sort of describe this as a, a head nodder, a mosh pit pushing, smile on your face, beer in hand festival tune. It's definitely a, a, a song that you can bop around to. So, yeah, what, um, how is this different to uh, the opening track? How did you approach Out of Flannel? Um, thank you. Sorry, I'm being past the coffee here. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's needed. Um, yeah, again, it was just like listening to a lot of pop punk and punk and hardcore and kind of got really obsessed with a band called Drug Church um, like the past year. I think like their third album, Cheer, is like unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's powerful. It's nasty, but it's catchy as fuck. Like, it's so good. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I just want to try and write a Drug Church song. <laughs> That's kind of what I did. <laughs> but like, you know, it morphed, it morphed into our own thing, I think. Um, yeah uh yeah just a lot more straightforward kind of pop song structure we kind of said didn't we as well like you, you said it had that kind of punk pop uh punk punk pop, <laughs> pop punk vibe <laughs> and i think that that meant we we approached it in in that sense and i know for sure it's even though there's a lot of wonky bits going on in what i'm playing a lot of the broader kind of groove sections i was definitely kind of play, trying to play stuff i don't normally play because it always feels a bit cheesy in that kind of familiar but slightly naff uh kind of fill way um and it was loads of fun just like being a pop punk drummer but that likes making weird shit as well it was definitely yeah. definitely a different experience yeah definitely ben what ben what about you um for out of flannel yeah i mean again it's just it's just raucous kind of pop punk yeah pop punk vibes all over it um i mean again we, i don't think we've ever really had sections that just have chords in them for prison for instance it's yeah. always been either like chords with something else going over the top of it but the fact that we've just kind of stuck down to okay we've got we've got these four chords we're going to stick with these four chords and we're just gonna you know carry on doing that and again it's just it's just bringing it back to basics just um yeah showing a different side to us i guess you're right there. Yeah. i haven't thought about that because usually when we have sections of like or like chord progressions and songs it's always like really jazzy chords yeah um and like a bit yeah, I don't know. It's just like super jazzy, I suppose. Um, whereas this, I was like, no, I'm only going to play power chords. <laughs> I did a proper punk yeah, exactly. thing and just like literally just two notes is all you need to, for like just sheer power. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can definitely hear that for sure. Um, so just to round off the EP, um, you had By Phenomenon on it. And I know, Toby, we spoke about this. Um, the other day this was actually recorded live wasn't it in in studio um uh what was it j j and j studios um so what was the decision to sort of put that on the end rather than write and record another song because obviously it's a little bit of an older track and it does stand out from the other two what was the sort of decision to tag that one on the end um <clears throat> yeah this song was like kind of one of the first songs i think we ever wrote actually um it was on our first ep um yeah i don't know it was like i don't know uh, sam chef you help me out here when, when was it was it like <laughs> so we like so we about two years ago off. yeah yeah about two years ago it, we decided to play it again live is that right yeah i think yeah, it was within the last that. like two two three years or so it was around the the time when we'd re recorded beach ball in but pre uh like tour and 
ATG and stuff. And we were looking at trying to freshen up the set and popped it in and in in the usual way that we often do, are constantly kind of nitpicking and having a little look at bits and stuff. And then mm. played it quite differently once and was just like, that's that's how it should be. That whole section needs to be like that. I think we, we cut a bit and kind of pulled it apart when we actually looked at it. Um, but yeah, we wrote it after our first ever gig. It's in reference to a person we met. Um, but yeah, it's it, even then when we first wrote it, it had that quite kind of punky in your face vibe and stood out back then and what's nice is that as we've kind of gone full circle and written the most recent songs like that it seemed to kind of come together and also up the track listing a little bit so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just felt like i mean also it's another track that we just played a lot live so i guess it was just already in us when we were in that session it was kind of like okay we've got the tune that we wanted to record live down what's another live track that we could just kind of smash out and it just happened to be that track so we just kind of you know laid down a few tra- uh, takes and it was, sounded fucking cool so we just stuck with it yeah um but i think the rework is definitely definitely pointing because the rework is certainly after we wrote beach ball in it's got a lot of the kind of you know decisions that we've made in these new tracks reworked into that really old track so it's um i guess it is a kind of segue between beach ball and what we do next anyway yeah definitely but that, still keeping it old. yeah definitely i uh, yeah you can definitely hear that it's it's, I said that again in, in the review that I wrote that it's definitely the the link between new and old material and um, in a way even though the other two tracks are so different having that on the end it kind of makes a lot of sense especially for for people that may not know that you were going down this route more direct route let's say they just picked up beach balling um, and then they listen to this EP it doesn't sound like two separate bands even though those first two tracks are very very uh not drastically different but they are very different to anything on beach balling um yeah fantastic guys um i just wanted to touch on the artwork as well because i absolutely love the artwork um and again and, and again again it, it fits really well with what the ep is about i know when you guys were dropping those uh promo shots of you guys in the graveyard it it kind of made it kind of made kind of made me laugh because uh knowing you three for a little while i know how not serious you are basically you're quite cheery, <laughs> quite cheery blokes and then all these promo shots of you uh, over a gravestone so what was uh, i mean obviously it links in with the artwork but um how did the uh, artwork and the photography come about and who was involved in that um, so fell in love with oh. some 41's debut album artwork and came to us <laughs> with the, with a pitch it is amazing uh, we, it is, it is, it is amazing it's like the best artwork for an album ever it's so bad <laughs> and tacky but it's fucking so good yeah it's kind of more from there, really, didn't it? We were kind of like, well, I mean, we, yeah. could, we could put corpse paint on and go into the woods. We were like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what we should do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, is um, there's the sort of like the main inspiration for it was uh, there's a band from Sweden, I think. Wait, this, yeah, they're Swedish, uh, called Shit Kid. Um, I think it's King Buzzo from the Melvins on guitar, actually. Um, but it's just like really nice, noisy pop grunge stuff. Um, and the artwork is like, uh, it's, the band is two girls and they're in like this star-spangled bikinis in the middle of like, like in a mud pit, but with like corpse paint on and it's like proper black metal writing all over it. And I was like, that's so cool. It's like, <laughs> it's just like so inappropriate for the music. And yeah. I was like, I just kind of want to do that. Just make something, something like you look at the artwork and expect one thing and then listen to the music and get a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it was hilarious, man. It was just funny. Yeah, it's and such a- everything we do has just got to be for the laugh, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's such a it's such a polar opposite from the beach balling artwork, which is just an elephant with a beach ball. Um, so it's just like again, like I said, if you if you looked at those side by side, you'd be like, this isn't the same band. I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And who di- who did the artwork again? I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. Uh, so it's our friend uh, Liam Davenport. Cool. Um, yeah, he's just a graphic designer, but he's like a good mate of ours, and he's just he like loves doing stuff for us. So, yeah. like, I sent him. I basically did like a mock-up painting of kind of what I had in my head, 
um, I sent it to him and he was like, yeah, that's cool, man. I'll just do it. And I'll do a few other things on my own. So he did exactly what was on the painting that I sent him. Oh, amazing. And it looked all right. It, like, it, was, it was all right. It was a bit naff. It was like, whatever. And then he did his own version. And that was the version that actually made it. And it was so much yeah. cooler. I was like, oh my God, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a lot of us stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's done loads for us. Um, it's just a legend. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. But also, I, a little, little fact. Little fact, sorry, the, uh, the the cave pitching behind is uh, oh, Wookie yeah. Hole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wookie Hole. Five, five minutes away from uh, the ATG site. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Your, <laughs> your, your, your spiritual home, which, uh, yeah, is, is very appropriate. But yeah, I am um, definitely something um, I don't know if you guys are planning to, but I definitely think you should get some of those, um, some t shirts made up in that death metal logo because that would just be yeah, awesome. Yeah, or, I don't know why we didn't, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't get I was thinking this this morning, I was like, we could have really done with some t shirts. So yeah. <laughs> Maybe no, in the future. Yeah, get, um, get some um, memory of elephants, but in the death metal style. Um, that would be yeah. absolutely full, awesome. Full rebrand. Yeah, full, yeah, full rebrand. <laughs> and when you play live, full corpse paint. It's got full to be. Corpse paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I did say oh, after after the photos, I kind of could get used to that. And the faff of putting it on, taking it off, probably not. But I looked at it and I was it's, like, if there's uh, one way to make me look meaner with my fucking beaming face, is covering. I think I just sweat paint. too much. I think I oh, sweat yeah. too much. It'd be awful. Uh, uh, be my eyes constantly be burning <laughs> all the time. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't no, work. No, no. Well, it, it might. It might make a better, p- better performance. It might push you that little bit that further. No, no pain, no pain. pain. Just crying, <laughs> just like tears falling down. Yeah, it'll, it'll be more. It'll be more suffering. <laughs> it'll be more. I real. guess that's metal as fuck, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it would kind of fit. Yeah. I mean, Joss, Joss from Twisted Ankle messaged me on the site saying, "Have you actually released a black metal album? Or you guys just commentate?" It was just like, I mean, we probably should release a black metal album now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, Yoel, yeah. You could do like a, a secret side project with like a code name, um, like uh, something opposite from Memory of Elephants, and just uh, write a, a black metal album and just put it out there. I would love to, mate. So there is a bit of black metal at the end of uh, BY Phenomena, actually. Yeah, there is some blast yeah. beats. There's, there's uh, some blast beats uh, yeah. in there. Yeah. It's suitable. Well, it's suitable. Yeah, I think I think you should do it. I, I don't mind becoming your manager and um, putting that uh, putting that on you guys. <laughs> Done. Um, Done. Right. So moving on to the the last bit of the podcast um, called Flip Side of the Barrier, renamed it. Um, I know we spoke about this before, so it'll be interesting to see what you guys come up with this time. Um, top three gigs played. So we'll go round in circles. Uh, so we'll start with Toby. Go on. Uh... I find these questions really hard because as soon as someone asks me them, I forget every gig I've ever played. <laughs> I, live Some... I mean, like the, the, the usual suspects come to mind, like headlining the PX3 stage at Arctangent in 2019, um, supporting Pelican at the Fleece, supporting yeah. Assault from Far at Thecla. Nice. Um, they were all great, but there's, um, it's, the, it's the weird ones that... I remember most, especially going on tour around Europe with Chodaku and some of the weird shit that we got into out there. And especially the Vienna show sticks out in my mind. <laughs> <quite a bit. laughs> See, look at that, look at that instant reaction. Um, yeah, you, yeah you've, got, you've got to tell the story now. Uh, it was just bizarre. Like, it was just a really bad gig. And like, we couldn't get hold of the promoter when we arrived in Vienna. He like disappeared off the face of the earth. So, and like, he just didn't show up. So we turned up to the venue and they were just like, we were like, oh, we're playing a gig tonight. And they were like, oh, really? No one's told us sort of thing. We're like, okay. And they were like, I mean, I guess you can play if you want. All right. So we set up, we set up on stage. And then it's like underneath a, like a railway station. So like every time a train goes over, we got like huge, like ground hum from all the amps and everything. Wow. It was just bizarre. And then strange, literally huh? only two people showed up. Yeah. And I say that, it's like they didn't even show up for the gig. They were just like the two old guys sat at the end of the bar. Yeah. And they just sat there all day. And then no one asked them to leave when doors opened. So they were just there. Yeah. <laughs> and then this other random guy came in with like a guitar on his back and was like, hey, guys, I've just 
can I like jam with you on stage? This wasn't during us. This was during Joe Dacusa. Yeah. Like literally like they finished playing a song and he went up to them and said, can I have a jam with you on stage? And they were like, uh, like yes, <laughs> why not? Like, <laughs> there's no one here. Yeah, and he got a harmonica out and just started wailing this harmonica over the top. Yeah, it's just weird, man. It was just a weird kick. <laughs> yeah. No, so that one sticks out in my mind. Amazing. I hope that is there any video evidence of Chayota Q with a harmonica? Because that there might be. You know. I think there audio. might be. You know, yeah. I have audio There's on my laptop. Sam has audio. The sound oh. engineer recorded the whole gig on his desk, but decided to only record the bass drum from our set. So we've got <laughs> we've got half an hour of my bass drum. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Which is great, you know, great action. Uh, and then all the Chayota Q set, but. Um, I think, didn't Toby, didn't you and I get on stage and, like, play a Rack-Tom and, like, a Cowbell yeah. and stuff? And, like, there was, like, seven of us on this tiny triangle stage all, like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I'm also great. pretty sure that the guy at the end of the bar was just doing, like, lines of coke as well. Yeah. Like, the one other guy except for the barman that was in the room was just doing lines at the end of the bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, cool. Or, like, Sad. a snooker table or something. It was just like, yeah. oh, okay. It was just bizarre, wasn't it? It was just a really strange gig. And it was like, yeah. but what, what a beautiful city. <laughs> yeah, amazing city. <laughs> so glad. I'm so glad we went and we had that. I'm so glad we went and we had that time to look around because it was amazing. It was kind of like yeah. worth playing this really weird gig just to look around piano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I, lo I, lo I love stories like that. I'm in uh, Joe from Hey Colossus's book, uh, he mentions that they were on a Euro tour once and uh, the promoter was like, no one's turning up at the gig tonight. So they were like, fuck this. We're going to go and sit in a hot tub at the top of a mountain, like 10 <laughs> miles away. So yeah, at, le nice. at least you got that. Um, cool. Um, Sam, what was uh, some of your top gigs played? Um, I tried to not include ATG. Um, because I hate it. No, because um, every gig at ATG is amazing and an honor and stuff. So, I separating from that, uh, on the note of the European tour, I think the uh, the show in Prague we played, which was at Meat Factory, this massive warehouse on the outskirts of Prague with holy fuck, was oh, insane. Um, it sounds really cheesy, but it was definitely one of those gigs where you feel high whilst watching it. Um, and we weren't honest, but you just feel like this huge serotonin kind of boost from what's going on and just looking around you like, how on earth is this a thing that we're doing? You know, um, so that was amazing. Uh, supporting Racket Cannon at Rough Trade. Um, amazing. With the gig selling out before Jeez. we got announced and then everyone being like, oh, shit. Oh, cool. OK, we'll see you guys as well. That was loads of fun. We played on the floor and like there were no lights because they had this whole rig. And so it was like proper kind of. DIY, but in like a 150 cap room was was sick. Yeah. Um, and the album launch the month before, I think, was it was just lush. Um, not used to having that many people there specifically for us. Obviously, we played decent sized crowds at ATG and stuff, but you, yeah, yeah. that's not necessarily a fair test because obviously there's thousands of people there. But a gig specifically for us for our album launch was was really nice. It just felt. Just really nice and warm and humbling, oh, you know. Nice. So, yeah, they'd be my three for now. Nice. Yeah, R Racket Cannon, uh, again, a band that have been mentioned on this podcast many a time. Um, oh, they're just, I'm so sad they're splitting up. Um, I hope yeah. say, I, I hope ATG goes ahead because um, I think actually talking of packed out festival sets, because that will be their last show. I think that's going to be gonna insane. Gonna Carnage. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone watched the uh, that documentary that came out? Yeah, I did the other day, mate. It's um, it's, it's yeah. pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty heavy. It's yeah. pretty heavy, but it's it's really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only like half an hour and it's basically... Gives you a little insight, you know. Yeah, it's half an hour um, whilst they're recording Racket Cannon 3 and... It's so tense, like so mm -hmm. tense. You like you're on the edge of your seat, waiting for them to have like a full blown argument or fight in the studio, and then you realise, oh, that's why like their music's so insane and their like live shows are so insane because they, they like a couple of them just don't like each other. They like <laughs> it's really? just so yeah yeah, it's yeah, mad. yeah. yeah. straight up like straight up. Yeah. I know the drummer was really, really, like, to the point of not going home with them, pissed that they decided to leave early at ATG because they were, like, going to stick around and see bands. And I think they said they wanted to watch us and stuff or someone. I can't remember what, they, what day it was. And then, like, 
half an hour later, I went over to him at the bar and was just like, hey, man, so you want to party? And he was like, no, we're going home. And that was it. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, maybe maybe something is going on. Yeah, Love him. Yeah. Love that yeah. band. Yeah, love that band. But I suppose uh, talking of, like, controlled chaos earlier, that is just chaos. We're kind of yeah. just, a, yeah. like, yeah. pure, pure chaos. Untethered, exposed chaos yeah exactly the grooviest chaos that's an album there, right there man. <laughs> yeah um so ben moving on to you um what's some of the top gigs for you played mate i mean they've already talked about them so i can't <laughs> damn it sorry what about a bad one put your oh, worst bad yeah. one yeah do, God, do a bad one instead of best three a bad one God, all flipping apple and parrot down in Torquay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Quite a gig. What a that, was a special, that was a special one. Um, they have an actual parrot and it's in there and you hear it wow. while you're sound checking. It's what, great. What happened? It wasn't a great show though. Uh, it was just one of those shows where they were just like heckling, like, he- like I don't know, just people in the you know, seaside town getting pissed and heckling rock weekend. bands to play like Oasis and stuff. Okay. Yeah, literally, <laughs> just like, literally, we were playing with La Farina, and this woman went up to them after they finished the song and said, "Can you play Mr. Brightside?" <laughs> <laughs> and they were just no. like, they were just like, uh, "Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, why not?" <laughs> and then just obviously didn't. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, so that was pretty rough. Um, that was pretty rough. Amazing. But I mean, there have been some amazing ones. I mean, like, I want to give a special shout out to JT Saw. Every oh, time I play yeah. JT yeah. Saw, that that place is the one. You know. Um, like add so many like a couple with like KLS for example they stick out massively like just you know just seeing a band destroy a room and just be like a bass drum just being carried around the room being smashed you know I mean it was it was just so awesome yeah you know people crowd surfing in a, in a place and you can fit no more than 25 people in it's just it's awesome I love that place amazing yeah the big shout out to JT yeah JT saw I've never been there but um Obviously, I see it all the time on social media, especially with the bands in our sort of realm, uh, especially in the AT- mm. ATG realm. And yeah, hopefully get up there one day to go and go and see a gig because I, I always hear good things. Um, you have to. It's just the pure like epitome of DIY. Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. no rules, just do whatever. Um, very similar with um, the guys Junkin in Leeds. Junkin Leeds and yeah, um, right. right. The guy, the made guys in Sheffield as well. <laughs> oh um, yeah, man, that alpha male uh, one was a heavy night. Yeah, <laughs> did we go crazy. on a quarter one or something? Crazy. Yeah, what silly. I silly, look, silly. Something yeah. like eleven, twelve bands, and it starts at six o'clock, and you're like, God damn! Oh my <laughs> god! And everyone's just getting, everyone's just getting wasted alongside it. It's just, it's wild. Yeah, zero rules, like literally no rules. <laughs> <laughs> there's like in the middle of this uh, industrial estate, so there's like no one lives near it, so there's like no curfew or anything. Oh, so you can literally just do whatever the fuck you want. It's brilliant. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, I need to. I need to go there. Yeah. Again, it's a place that I've heard about but never been to. I think uh, when gigs are back to normal, um, I'll be doing many tours of the UK. If I, if anyone's on tour, I might just jump in a van with them. To be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. You're welcome, yeah. man. Yeah. Join yeah. Us. Yeah. Let's if go. you need, if you need a merch guy, <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> Um, so, so moving on to the last bit of the podcast, top three gigs you've been to as fans. Uh, I'll go the other way around. Ben, you can go first so they don't steal your ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, top three as fans. Um, oh, okay. So um, I'll Be a Mirror, 2010 ATP, the festival. Nice. Happened at Alexandra Palace. That was probably one of the most enlightening festivals I've ever been to. Um, saw, you know, Nick Cave, saw PJ Harvey, saw Portishead, who are like my all-time favorite band ever. Um, saw them twice back to back. They played exactly the same set and it was fucking amazing. They could have played four more times. It was incredible. Um, but saw bands like Godspeed You Black Emperor for the first time. Nice. Um, saw Acoustic Ladyland's last set. Um, it was, yeah, it was Maybe awesome. Not, no. Like real, real took me into a, a world of like, holy shit, there's some music that I should definitely be be uh, checking out um and delving into so yeah that's a big one um mogwai at simple things can't remember the year remind me the year boys 2014 that was wild um again first time seeing mogwai absolutely blew my 
brain out. It was awesome. Uh, and then, who? Wow, got to be first time seeing Body Hound at ATG. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh. Actually. <laughs> oh my god. That was so good. Oh my word. Yeah. That was um, such a good yeah. feeling. Like, <laughs> I just remember like my jaw just being like open for like hours afterwards. Just like what the what the fuck did I just see? Yeah. What what was that? It was um yeah special. Yeah, special. I just can't so even stand the, the top front. three for me. Loving it. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that Body Hound um, set because uh, I remember knowing nothing about them and I was like, oh, it's one of the guys that used to be in Rolo Tomasi, I think, and then just stood there and just being like, what the fuck is this? This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, they've just got better and better. Um, I saw them uh, last year. With, well, no, not last year. Fucking hell. It's been so long, this lockdown. Yeah, it would have been uh, last year. 20, 20, <laughs> 20, 2019 with um, Polymath and Mountain Caller uh, in London. That was a, a gig and a half. Um, yeah, amazing guys. Um, Sam, uh, top three gigs been to as a fan, mate? Uh, well, I'll I'll remove Mogwai from the list because Chef nabbed that. And it's the problem when you go to so many gigs together. Um, I think... Meshuggah at ATG was exactly what I needed it to be in the sense that I knew I loved them. I knew probably three songs. And as a drummer, obviously, it's a bit of a, a sin to not be obsessed with him. Um, and then I watched them and it completely blew my tiny, tiny drunk mind. Uh, I couldn't understand how it could be that tight and good and hard with a yeah. light show that follows every single bit of the polyrhythms at the same time that he's doing live. It's not even pre-programmed. I was like, it, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't put into words what that was like seeing. I think it was also because I finally, finally seen them and it was as good, if not a thousand times better than I thought. Um, and now I'm obsessed. So yeah, definitely those guys, uh, Sigur Ross in Bristol. It was outdoors and daylight, which wasn't really the oh, best yeah. saying for it, but it was also the last, it was the day of the Brexit vote. And at the time we oh, were wow. like, how perfect way of like representing European culture and about how togetherness. And then we woke up and we're like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so, it was a really interesting contrast. Um, and also Sigur Ross, who are amazing. Um, and then a, a bit of a, not a wild card in terms of the band, but Gogol Badello played Cambridge Folk Festival, which is the most Guardian Reader middle-class festival in the world that I've gone to <laughs> since I was seven. But they headlined one year and I knew what to expect and was completely blown away by it. And they had like, it was like cabaret and like they had girls with these massive marching drums that then yeah. the vocalist like crowd surfed on during the final song. And it was like the combination of obviously seeing and experiencing that whilst also seeing all of these like 40 something like people just being like, what is this? What is happening? No, <laughs> um, it was beautiful. So yeah, that's definitely, definitely my top three at the moment. It's so funny you mentioned Golgo Bordello because uh, I'm going to ruin it for a future episode, but there was another episode I recorded this week and Golgo Bordello came up uh, as somebody else's uh, one of yeah. their top gigs. And I was reminiscing about how I saw them in Portsmouth and talking about those big band marching drums. And yeah, they, there was a yeah. while that they did that. And I think this was, I saw Golgo Bordello in first time in 2005 or something it was a long time ago oh, wow. it was when it was when that album with gypsy was it gypsy punks it's the one with the yellow cover came out whenever yeah. that was um yeah and went to go and see them in portsmouth and they they did that exactly that in a tiny venue and everyone was like what the fuck like this is insane and those like the cabaret girls were amazing they added so much to the yeah. the live show Especially considering you'd be forgiven for thinking they were essentially put up there in that stereotypical kind of showgirl, almost boxing girl style thing. Yeah. But no, they were, and I was like, a bit first, I was just like, oh, that's a bit naff. And then they were actually like actively a part of everything. I was like, oh shit, no, okay, cool. You're not just using half naked women. But that's that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like amazing. So good. Yeah, you could you could call them uh, almost like a folk gypsy Slipknot with the uh, with the <laughs> with the, with the band drums. That is an album name. <laughs> folk, folk gypsy Slipknot. You heard it heard it here first. Um, so Toby, uh, moving on to you. What are your top three gigs as a fan, mate? Uh, see again, I've forgotten every gig I've ever been to. I can't think of a single band. Um, no, yeah, same as the other two boys, Mogwai um at simple things festival in bristol yeah that was insane i had a headache for like three days afterwards because it was so <laughs> loud um but i was, was fine with offers 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there, may, there may have been some extracurricular stuff going on. Stocks um, everything was low, and we resorted to poppers, which is so stupid. We were young, all right. Twenty fourteen, we simpler times. Yeah. Uh, ben, that is the sound clip for the preview of this podcast. That is decided. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, uh, Mogwai. Uh, what else? Uh, nod. Uh, See a oh nod yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Get nod. Um, me yeah, and man. me and Shush, um, went to Astral Festival in Bristol, which is like used to be Bristol Psych Fest. Um, yeah, Nod played then. Um, I kind of sort of knew them, but was just not expecting the 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 onslaught that they. Mm put us through <laughs> like, it was a moral assault for like yeah. an hour it was amazing it was insane and so then good. I, and then they played arc tangent like, a few months after yeah so we went to go and see them but they were clashing with carbon so you oh, had like yeah i forgot like, they were clashing most yeah. i think most people went to see carbon yeah yeah oh, up, there was like no one there in the tent um but it was still just like it was like earth shattering man it was i've got a video of like there's a can on stage just like walking about from the vibration <laughs> <laughs> and it's proper it is going like it is insane um so yeah they're amazing um every time i die at the globe in cardiff nice back in like 2016 that was insane it was like laminate flooring everywhere and it was like as soon as they kicked off like everyone threw their beer in the air which meant the floor was wet so like no one could stand up. It was like it was like mossing. It was like mossing on an ice rink. It was insane. It was just constantly hitting the deck, and it was amazing. It was so good. People like doing front flips off the balcony and stuff. So yeah, so it's a, a bit a bit like the Ebola Rama video, but without the roller skates. Yeah, just like... yeah, yeah. Literally, man. It was like that. It was actually like that. It was crazy. It was amazing. Huge yeah. pylons, like legs and like just limbs going everywhere, pointing in directions they shouldn't be pointing in. Amazing. <laughs> it was yeah, it was so good, man. So good. And actually, one more. Um, I I completely forgot, but I, like, I saw Lamb of God at Download Fest in like 2007. Wow. When I was like 14, and I found the whole set on YouTube last night. So I watched it, and it was just like, oh my god, it was so good. I completely forgot about it, and it was like hands down the biggest mosh pit I've ever seen in my life. It was so big that it had a like it had a um, horizon. So you couldn't wow. see the other side of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like it was like everywhere you turned, people were moshing. It was like no one was still. It was in, oh, it was so good, man. So good. amazing. Yeah, like a war zone. Yeah, yeah. Just just going back to Nod. Um, yeah, I, I caught Nod in London, and they were playing with Hey Colossus and fuck, I've forgotten the other name of the band. Um, who's that? that Rip- Part Chimp show? Yes, that's it. Part Chimp, Nod, oh, and yeah. Hey Colossus. And just yeah, it, what a bill, man! Whoa. Walked away from oh that. It was, it was on a Sunday night as well, and I went in on Monday morning, and I was just my head was still a blur from what I'd seen. From what I'd seen, because <laughs> like Hey Colossus, obviously it's like ten minute long songs, just like jamming out. Um, Part yeah. Chimp again, just ridiculously loud. Oh, I also seen Part Chimp at the Lexington uh, a few years ago. Yeah, deaf, like, yeah, but, not, but Nod. But yeah, yeah. Same, same for me, first time I'd seen Nod because I'd missed them at Arctangent. And yeah, hands down, one of the loudest bands ever. Um, thank you so much, guys. Those were some great stories. Um, like I said, a uh, good sound clip there, Ben, as well, with the with the poppers. Um, so just to, just to oh, wrap God. it up. Um, <laughs> God, my nan's going to love this. <laughs> Can't wait the, tab- the tabloid smear is coming. Sorry, Nan. Sorry. <laughs> Toby gets done for drug possession on the Audience Please podcast. Hey, man, um, they're room odorizers, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in the closest offie. They'll be in there. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I was just about to say that. I, I was out for drinks in between uh, the second and third lockdown with some mates. And we'd been at this pub um, for, for a little while. And we were like, oh, fuck it. Let's go back to someone's house for a little bit. And um, we went to the offie to go and buy some booze. And I, I was out on the street and I could just see my two mates inside just 
belly laughing and I came out they came out and I was like what are you belly laughing at and they were like we've just bought two things of poppers we didn't even realise they could still buy them anymore and then they just started doing them in the street and they were just in like tears of laughter in the Uber it's like it's what is going on stupid yeah is that, 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 is a, that is a classic situation go into the office for four cans of Carlsberg come out with a bottle of liquid gold <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before we get ourselves into too much trouble, um drugs are bad, okay. Yeah, drugs are bad kids. This uh is an anti drugs podcast. Um yeah. oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where can uh, people find your lovely new EP? Um and if you've got anything else uh coming up, because you you're playing at the exchange, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, you're doing one of these uh, one of these new age modern gigs, live streamed gigs, um, yes. playing with Lightning Sharks and Saint Pierre Snake Invasion. Oh yeah, the lovely, Amazing. lovely boys. Amazing. It's gonna be a long time since we've seen any of them as well, which is gonna be nice. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, especially be good. That's seventeenth uh, of March, I believe. Yes, uh, indeed. So tune in for that. Catch it on all the social mediums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put, I'll um, put, I'll put a link up as well. And yeah, where can people pick up the EP? The EP, uh, usual places, Bandcamp. Uh, we've just got a new website. Uh, big shout out to Jock for doing that for us. Um, yeah, you can download it on there, three pounds. Um, it is going up on streaming services, but it just takes forever to do this. Like, <laughs> like you never, you can't guarantee unless you pay loads of money you can't guarantee it's going to be there on time yeah um yeah so hopefully maybe monday but hopefully before it'll be on like spotify and apple and all that stuff cool um, well the website's moband.com as well oh yeah, yeah. cool yeah, I, yeah. yeah I'll, throw, I'll throw a link up when I, I put this podcast oh, yeah. out so yeah thank you guys i, I will thank i will say you. quickly as well sorry um go on we've pretty we've pretty much written an album as well Oh, a big thing we've been working on really hard for the past few months. But yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much ready to go. I think we've got like two more minutes of music yeah. to write, um, and then we just need to rehearse the fuck out of it and then record it. So record it. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. Maybe end of the year there'll be another forty minutes of music. LP number two. Exactly. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing that, guys. Um, I'm sure it won't be shit. So, um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> fingers crossed. Oh, no, because... it will. Oh, no, it will. <laughs> oh, it will. And, 100%. And, yeah, um, if, if you go down the death metal route, I'll be very happy. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, guys, for coming on um, for the second thank time. You. And thank um, you, Maurice. I'll, thank you. I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye.